0: means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Okie dokie then, let's just dive right on in. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Garland and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every
2: episode. I'm here, I'm here. I'm still not the host, I guess. For for now. For, for now. For now. Time will tell. It feels We're only a hundred and ten episodes in. I feel like I feel like this year is
1: the year. Prediction <laughs> prediction alert. You become the host it this happened. year. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. I know. I know. What I'm also trying to do is lay groundwork for, for proper
2: humility. Uh, you know, as, as, as. Right. Like, now if it happens, you're like, I caught it. So it's right. still a win for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But exactly. not as big as a win as it'll be for me.
1: It will be a very <laughs> big win. It will be a very big win. I will, I will be,
2: I'll just be happy for you. Oh, I'll thanks. I'll be happy for you, man. Look at you. That's the, that's the secret sauce right there. Like, can you find it? in your heart to truly be happy for other people's successes i feel like this is
1: this is like a very 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 good way to determine whether or not you have negative feelings towards
2: someone you know I, this it is a weird thing because there are times yeah well i will have uh, i will have people in my life and good things will happen for them and i would just be like that's amazing! I'm so happy. Like, oh, great job. Yes. At other yes. times, other people, it, like imagine that was a promotion someone got. Right. It's just friend has a job, got a promotion, so proud of them. Other friend, different person I know, gets gets a promotion. And I'm just like now. I feel like I got to do better. I got to, I got to get on this person's level. This person's getting ahead of me. I can't have this. Is, yeah, good, Great job, dude. Oh, so,
1: mm. <laughs> I'm saying the words out loud, but it's not what I'm thinking it's inside like, of I'm my down, head. I'm
2: like, making me feel really insecure about myself. Your success makes me less, makes me value myself less. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah. It's a
1: dangerous, it's a dangerous, dangerous area to step, step inside of. So you do have to be very, very cautious of that. But mm-hmm. I think, I think it's an interesting thing to analyze when you look, when you look at the people in your life and you determine like as good things happen to that person, what is your reaction like Mm. are you are you attempting to understand how something good came to pass for this person or are you like or are you just like just just elated for them like yes
2: yeah this is the best news i've ever heard this is one of these things where it's like i i think i've talked about this a little bit in the past where we're like if i do have that sort of like more negative more sort of like comparison or like jealous sort of internal reaction sometimes i will try and reflect upon that later and literally just ask myself like what would it feel like if i was just happy about it like let me just like and i'll like try and like just can I, let me, let me try acting, feeling that way, Oh, you know? interesting! and like literally like practice, like, but like just, you don't, you don't have to abandon the way you actually felt your gut react. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We're just going to, we're just going to try. We're just going to see how it would feel if you were just genuinely elated. And it's like, and so you feel it. My brain's like, okay, like. I don't know if I like this negotiation, but we'll give it a shot, I guess. I'll dip my toe in I'll the water. I'll dip my toe in the water. And then I feel like if I do that enough like I feel like it has been somewhat effective. Where like over time I've just sort of, like it has like helped me become like more like um uh, happy for people than insecure about myself
1: yes more happier for people
2: yes that's the correct phrasing you all heard what i meant i'm sure of it
1: (laughs) i don't even know if i don't think i don't think i got it right i don't yeah but um no i and i think that that's cool i mean it's like it's it's interesting because because we 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 say it a lot like that comparison is the thief of happiness um but it's it's interesting to think about being happy for someone else being a skill that you can actually like develop right and, and like sharpen and almost gets to the point where it's like like i am going to choose to be happy for people and then every time something good happens it's like i'm going to be happy for them and i'm going to be happy for them and it's going to just like it's going to like compound until the point where like i get excited when other people have something good happen because now now it's like an opportunity for me myself to celebrate as well exactly I'm excited like about that wouldn't, thing. It,
2: wouldn't it be nicer if you were just happy about things yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an yeah <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Happiness.
1: Okay, that brings me into a that brings me into a topic that I wanted to talk about today. Let okay. me let me preface by saying that I think it's good to speak about um sort of like like mental health related things. Uh-huh. I, I feel like this is something that I, I harp on a lot. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big uh proponent of going to therapy and that type of thing. Mm. Um one one question that's been rattling around in my brain a little bit lately though is whether or not there's a a kind of like code of ethics when it comes to projecting your own anxieties out into the world and the example i'm going to give is a roller coaster example which okay is like, like let's say let's say hypothetically you were to go and like like you you're 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 going on a roller coaster for the first time and you plop in the Loch Ness Monster at Busch Gardens and, yeah. and you're in the front row and you look to the person next to you and they go are you worried the harness might come undone and you're like well, I wasn't <laughs> like, are you, are you worried? we might get stuck upside down. <laughs> like, are, are you worried that it might, we might go right, off tracks? I see. And it's like, what's interesting is that I think as the mental health conversation has gotten much, much, much more prominent, I'm, I think my curiosity is whether or not any of that roller coaster example has bled its way like into our minds a little bit where it's like I never even knew to be worried about this thing uh, but now I am
2: this is this is a very weird conundrum you've got here because on the one hand you don't want to be like dismissive of someone's insecurities but on the other hand like what they're being what they're concerned about is just not going to happen
1: yeah well that's that's fair that's fair yeah I mean Mm -hmm. and and that is typically the very nature of anxiety in general right it's 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 completely unreasonable yeah Um, this
2: is the sort of thing where it's uh it's yeah I want to I want to like tread lightly I, I suppose, but to me, this is like the sort of thing where it's, it's comes down to like your own personal level, like self-assurance. I sure, think yeah. like it's like, I, I don't know when, but I feel like at some point around my high school years, like my brain just like flipped some switch. That was like, you're just not going to be concerned about things that don't happen. Not things that couldn't happen. Sure. Like, like you're like, it could, it happen that the roller coaster gets stuck upside down. It could happen but that doesn't happen so you're not going to be worried about it right, you know, right it was just okay. like yeah So you,
1: you you just basically made like the conscious decision at some point in time it's like me you brain consciousness we're, we're making a deal here where we are making the choice
2: to not worry about that thing right it's like yeah not only not worry about it to simply to, to like no it's not going to happen
1: okay yeah okay so
2: in that case i think it would just be like are you worried about that i, I think my answer would just be like no i'm not worried about it at all Right, 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 yeah. Right, like, yeah. just I, a flat, absolutely not. I have I have heard you use yeah.
1: this exact, like, like kind of speech before. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. It actually, it also reminds me of something we talked about last week. So we talked about manifestations, because you talked about how you know that you're going to win raffles. And when we were, like, in the same, the, I bring it up because the, the way that you talked about it, like, I know I'm not going to get stuck upside down on the roller coaster. Like, right. like I know it. Um, and what's interesting about it is I remember when we were recording last week and we were talking about manifesting and stuff, like the way that you delivered that line, like, no, I know I'm gonna win Raffles. I was like, I remember like sitting here and being like, is Jay like frustrated with me or like mad at me like it is so weird
2: because even people in the chat during like the premiere of that episode were like we're like man jay was like real cold in that moment i was like oh man i'm something the way the way i said that came off poorly
1: i I just thought it was yeah i mean it was it was funny because as i was watching it back i was like it was in my own head it was in my head but we have video evidence let's watch it (laughs) i'm still not sure i'm still not sure i'm sorry no it's okay it's totally fine but we you and i talked about it and what was interesting to me is that i feel like i was talking about this idea of manifesting things in a way that was very like, like, um, pie in the sky. Like it was very like, um, my, my classic, like thought experiment, like, Hey, like if you think about it hard enough, like, can you make something happen? Mm -hmm. And the, you and I were talking about this after the fact, and I, in the way that you described how you felt about always winning raffle tickets was like that you said that you, you you're just like, I, I thought it was just like a, like a thing, like like manifest like like as if it is just like 100 <laughs> right like, <laughs> like,
2: like it's just like a core known thing about people <laughs> right like it, right. like
1: if you were to manifest things then like it will work out mm-hmm. which i think to me feels like that resides in in a in a large amount of like like a kind of like maybe faith or something mm-hmm. that like uh like maybe probably the skeptic side of my brain can't like latch on to
2: you never could have walked across to get the Holy Grail. That's what it sounds like. Oh
1: yeah. No, no way. Yeah. No, no way. Not
2: one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> I was not,
1: ha- I was not destined to have the Holy Grail. Yeah. Not, ha- not one bit.
2: Um, you gotta get in there. Then you gotta choose which cup too. It's really, you know, see my, my problem would have been the bridge. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. You couldn't have got across the bridge.
1: Right. 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 I mean, we're talking about like, what's your favorite color?
2: Yeah. <laughs> blue no <laughs> oh no i'm talking about indiana jones oh here, where okay. there's the, the bridge is invisible you just have to know it's there yeah, oh i got yeah. you i got you yeah. oh yeah no 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 no, no. Here, you know okay here this is a great way to practice this exact thing okay are you ready yes yeah, it on me okay this is going to sound like a really weird example but okay. i swear it's like it's a it's a way to train yourself to just know and it is the nintendo entertainment system classic video game super mario brothers like the very original 8-bit yeah yeah, yeah. run forward like where he's like
1: a little like red guy yeah you're just a little red guy why is he on fire it always looks like he's on fire you think he's on fire it looks
2: like he's on fire here's the secret about that game what is it if you just run forward full speed you can beat any level like there's so many things where the game wants you to like stop and think about it and try to like, oh, wait a minute, right? Should I go now? No. It's like, and if you just run forward with absolute confidence and just know when to jump, you can get through every single level of the game. It, oh man, it see, is just like don't stop. Confidence,
1: <sighs> oh, confidence is it's such, it's I think it's so interesting the way you yeah. just described it. Cause it reminds me of of something that just happened to me very recently where it was a very similar. Uh situation that was caught on videotape where I was like where where confidence I feel like came into play, yeah, and it was almost like one of those things where I was like mildly insecure about it, but I was like, maybe maybe it's fine, and then it came and then and then it like i don't know popped itself up uh and that is I got the full like almost like movie grade Spider-Man suit. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I was so excited about it. I had ordered it like months ago because it takes like a long time to get here and it has like all these like measurements and stuff. So it's like made specifically for you. And I really, really, really was excited to wear it to the premiere. I was excited at the prospect that I could be excited to wear it to the premiere when it actually came down to it. I got very nervous and almost backed out like seven times. Oh, and it no. was like, it was like, I spent, he was like, i really like, I committed to this. I, I have <sighs> it. It's here. This is the occasion. This, like it's never going to be more appropriate than it is today. Yeah. But so like, you know, I don't know. I think I was still extremely hesitant about the entire process. So, but I was vlogging and I feel like this is one of those cases where the fact that I started doing the vlog has been very good for me because it's like, this is a good time to do it. Like face your fears and it's going to be worth it. Um, so I, you know, I, I got all suited up, got to the, got to the movie theater. And the big thing was I didn't want to like be putting the costume on inside of the movie theater itself. I wanted to be able to like walk in full garb. Right. Yeah. And so I, I did that, you know, like you put the whole thing on the mask and like whatever. And, um, the your ability to see for one thing is so small it's so small like it has made it so that like now whenever i'm watching superhero movies i'm like you have way too good
2: peripheral vision you can't see that well oh around my gosh you. you know what is the worst for this is the mandalorian like they have yes. this tiny little visor it's like you can't see anything at that helmet not one man. bit not, not one not bit. one thing I, yes
1: I, I have i have yeah. the same time been watching book Boba Fett. um but so i i i walk <clears> in to the theater i'm already nervous anyway i can barely see anything because the other thing was it was really cold outside and so my breath immediately not only do you have a small field of vision and like in the suit on best case scenario but it was cold outside which made it so that my breath inside the mask was fogging the lenses which made it so that even what i could see had a layer of fog over. oh it. no and so yeah like cat who works at uh at scb with us she was like basically guiding me in as like my like my like seeing eye dog almost. Like like, I mean, not to compare cat to a seeing eye dog, but more like a seeing eye cat, really. Nice. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's way better. Um the point is is that like I I really was was operating on a degree of faith that like that I would be able to walk forward and someone would let me know if I was going to hit something. Right. But at the same time I was also trying to walk I realized that I'm now wearing an incredibly eye-catching Like costume. Costume. And so in my head, I'm like, someone will let me know. Cat will let me know if I'm about to hit something. So just walk with confidence. But I couldn't and I was nervous. And so there's this video of me walking in to the theater and like my shoulders are like my, like super like hunched in, like my body language is very clearly saying like that. I'm not confident <laughs> in this like, situation. Uh,
2: hi guys. Like I'm, I'm, the, the, the human spider, Spider-Man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <gasps> and, um, <laughs> So it was really funny, though, because, like, as I'm, like, watching the the, the tape back as we're, we're trying to, like, incorporate it into the vlog and stuff, I can see it about myself. And I know what's going on inside of, like, the driver's seat of my own brain. And I was like, oh, man, like, you can, like, I can tell that I was nervous there. I can see the way that my body language is telling me that I was nervous. And it was one of these things where, like, you know, I, I was... I was all good. I watched the vlog premiere with everybody and like nobody nobody had made a comment on that. And then a few days later, I was just scrolling through the comments and responding to a few of them and stuff. And sure enough, there was someone who left a comment that was the moment Ben walked in the movie theater, you can totally tell that his confidence was a little low because of the way his shoulders were bent <laughs> in. And oh, I'm, no. like, I'm like,
2: oh, shoot. D- delete this comment. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. Okay. I, I left it. All but right.
1: I was, I mean, not that I'm upset with this person <laughs> at all. Like I, I did not feel like they were, they were attacking me Uh, or or being negative or trolling or anything like that. It just so happened to be the case that they said the exact thing that I was like,
2: dang it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But I was trying so hard to like walk with confidence. (laughs) It's it's such a weird thing because it's like in your brain, like, Everyone knows it's you. And they're like, wow, Ben Carlin's dressed up as Spider-Man. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 And it's like, but here's the thing. No one knows it's you because you have the mask on. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's like, in- like there's something really like liberating about like, wearing, a, like, a, f- a full mask that fully covers your entire identity.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, once upon a time, I had a situation where where this came, like, this came to me all at once. Yeah. And it was right when Alice and I started dating, she had invited me to go to a costume party at one of her friend's houses. And, like, the, the friend has, like, a Facebook event group where you could see, like, everybody who had been invited. And I think that they do this every year, and I now know the people well enough to know that they just, they invite, like, Everybody, regardless of like how far they may now live from like Roanoke, you know, it's like we were friends in college. Like if you, if you happen to be in town, like feel free to come on by. But as a result, it meant that the, the invite list had 300 people on it. Whoa! And so I, had, I had just started dating Alice. I didn't know the people yet, uh, who are like super nice, warm people. Um, but I was, I was like, uh, I like. I feel like I really want to go in. I want to be cool. I want to like, you know, whatever. I'm a good impression. Yeah. yeah. But I had one of those inflatable like T-Rex. Oh, yeah. One costumes, of those. One of those. Yeah. yeah one like, a, I mean, one yeah.
2: of the T-Rex dinosaur costumes. That's you, a, like, the most it.
1: memeable thing in the world. It yeah. is.
2: They are the funniest things
1: ever, even when you're inside of it. Yeah. But I remember I walked in and of course, once again, I'm wearing like a very comical, very eye-catching thing. And right away, right as soon as i walked in the door someone came up to me and was like break dance competition like because i was like in this giant right you know and so he starts like dancing and like and immediately and i i am like terrified to dance like i can't yeah. stress this enough it's like it is not my wheelhouse when i go to weddings i have like anxiety about doing like the cha-cha slide um and i just like i, I like i danced in, in like a way that like i don't even know it must just live inside of me deep right. somewhere but i somewhere like, in
2: your sleeping mind yes
1: exactly yes. Um, but it was like one of the things where i was like it's because i have the the in no oh, i can never say this word amenity the the fact that i know that i can't say that word makes me feel like i've told this exact <laughs> story before and you're like reliving it i'm i'm not reliving it but um yeah the fact that that you're like disguised you're covered so my hope is is that as time goes on I will gain enough confidence in my Spider-Man <clears throat> costume that I'll be able to go to costume parties and and just be able to like straight live it up as Peter Parker and yeah. not have to worry at all about people being like man Ben is really acting weird tonight.
2: Yeah, part of me like part of me feels like I would love to just be like a school mascot or something and I don't yeah. think I would have any trouble being as outlandish and enthusiastic and like as wild as you need to be. But I feel like at the same time, if it was just me down there without the costume, I'd be like, everyone, no, there's no way I couldn't even, can't even stand here. No way. No No way. way. Okay, actually, here's a fun. I, this is um, I'm sure you remember this. This is just a good old fashioned GMA story, okay, from way back in in high school where we didn't have much to do. So sometimes we would find ourselves just like wandering around, wandering around uh, Walmart. Oh, I know this exact story. <laughs> I know this exact story. It was so the um so we were wandering around Walmart and the uh the 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 prank, if you even want to call it that, that we thought was going to be hilarious was to try and find a different shopper's cart and try and drop something like inappropriate or comical into their cart whilst they weren't looking and then watch them deal with it at the checkout counter yep yep <laughs> yeah. Yep. so the, the idea would
1: be that like yeah like you know they, they would get up there not having realized that it's been dropped in their cart yeah and then, they're, and then there's like that moment of realization between like the cashier and them and the cashier and them and the item and what and how I didn't um, I didn't like, put this in. Oh, wow. And then how do you backpedal out of it? Right. And yeah, so I think as kids, we thought this was like
2: the fun. We thought this ever. was going to be hilarious. Um, but you know, but we you know what once we got in there, it was like this question of like, wait, who's going to go do who's going to go do it? Who's going to do, do the thing? And like, who's going to try and drop something at the cart? And I think no one really wanted to do it. So I we were in like the toy section of the area I put on just like this kid's Batman mask, yes. which barely covered my face was way too small. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to go do it, which on the one hand made us way more conspicuous. 100%. Like it was not helping. Would have been way better if I could have just been like totally cool, just like walk past these people's car, dropped in the item. No problem. Uh, didn't do that at all. It was super obvious. They almost immediately caught on. <laughs> it was not good. Not a good situation. Um, and of course then they're just like who's this kid like what but but it was it was like the power of them not really being able to see my face because I was wearing this like crappy even though it was this very tiny Batman mask it was like I just felt like like what are you gonna do um, you can't do anything you don't even know who I am right <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, not even me uh, I'm Batman yeah anyway and then we're like, we are leaving the store and these guys, the, the guys we did it to were just really like super angry at us because we were obviously just being terrible teenage boys or whatever. Yeah. And we're like standing sort of past the cash register. And we're like watching them and they like look over at us and I'm still wearing the mask. And he just like locks eyes up and he's like, what's your problem, man? And I just like didn't say anything it just like i was like i have no answers i'm just gonna stare i'm gonna keep (laughs) i'm just gonna keep the stare and like the one guy kept getting angry and angry and his friend was just like dude we just got just leave him like just come on like let's go (laughs) anyway didn't say anything uh he eventually just like got really mad and left the store and i was like "Ah, batman wins
1: yeah it was it was like
2: This was like one of those like fly on the wall moments that was hilarious. Yeah. Just like that's the thing, you and Mike and John are just standing behind me, just like cracking up.
1: Well, and that's the thing <laughs> yeah. because it's like it's so. I think even then it was like very out of character, right. For you, yeah. Who like my, my? I think it would be easy to say that you never, you never got detention, silent lunch. yeah, chastised ever. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And and yet here you are like like pulling a prank on right. someone we don't know and a walmart yeah
2: in a batman mask in a batman mask <laughs> it's like what is this yeah anyway but that's the that's like the power of like just having even the lightest amount of like identity concealment yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> at least when when used for good and and mm-hmm. not for bad well you know who these guys got so angry i'm not sure we weren't doing some good you know <laughs>
1: I mean it's the type of thing that I
2: remember I remember that
1: even just the nature of how big the Walmart was yeah that like it it always felt like it was the case to me that like we could go and it was so big that we could just like run our shenanigans which was nothing ever really like that bad but like we may have gone to like the the football aisle and like literally just passed a football back and forth in the aisle real troublemakers I know and i I think at the time it was so common we had a code word for it which was lobster bisque do you remember that no it was like whenever like whenever like an employee was coming over we'd be like lobster bisque and then that meant to like put the ball put away put or something ball. but i i remember being like how is it that people like who is paying this much attention that like that like people are constantly coming over and telling us to like stop doing this mm. but now as an adult i'm like it's very, very, very obvious that what you were doing is not shopping and instead playing inside of the store. Right. And so if I were to put myself into this gentleman's position and some teenagers were acting in this extremely odd way around me while I was just trying to like do my shopping. Right. I, I also feel like I'd be like, like what
2: are you please guys doing Stop
1: bothering me like, wh- wh- is it- what is it about me did i do something like right you know and of course it was nothing about that guy it could not have been more random yeah he just happened <clears throat> to be the person who crossed paths with
2: us exactly <laughs> yeah with batman batman <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever you were sorry about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's your carp girl <clears throat> hmm? maybe it's your carp girl no
2: i don't care i have no no desire to find this person Oh, I see. Yeah. I see.
1: But surely someone out
2: there someone out there has, has a story, the story. Has the story. Right, about, yeah. They're like about this like <laughs> random group of teenagers in a Batman mask. Okay, here's the other thing too about this is that
1: like in my head I <clears throat> knew that we were completely and totally harmless. Right. And we were just having fun. But it it does occur to me that that was not obvious. Oh, and that- and you know, like at this point in time, you were probably already like five ten yeah sure like like you were you were on your way to being over six feet tall so like while while you may not have actually been at any point in time like you know dangerous or a threat or or anything like that this guy doesn't know why you're doing it
2: this was this was always like the absolute i think this was the thing that gave our like us the gma like a certain level of uh, self-assurance when we were in high school is that the kind of shenanigans we got into were so ultimately harmless and I think like we internally knew that yes like, we were never doing anything wrong no but but to any to any adult anywhere a group of four rambunctious looking teenager teenage boys, you must assume trouble. (laughs) You must assume. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't like, you know, you're like, oh, how do they always know? Like I'm, I guarantee you those little like eye in the sky, black orbs that have the cameras in them at the store. Like the moment the four of us walked in, they'd be like, these guys are no good. (laughs) Like this is a, this is a high theft risk. Definitely. Like watch them for sure. Yes. Like follow them around. Like, this is, you know, that, but, but the thing was, we never did anything like that. I know. So we, and the end result, I feel like was often kind of humorous because like we would, we would walk into the situation just like, you've got nothing, man. You've got absolutely nothing.
1: It is. It is out. It is. You're, you're exactly right because I feel like the other thing that is really unusual about this period of time, maybe like on an average basis, especially compared to any period outside of the age of 16 to 18 in my entire life was the number of times that we were interacting with cops uh, for any reason at all, any reason at all. And it felt like during this period of time, it was like, so always it, it I can't, really did like, okay. So the, 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 <clears throat> the story that always comes to mind for me is there was like, we used to go and drive around in the car. And one of mm-hmm. the things that the DMA would do is we would listen to the song Boulevard of broken dreams by green, green day. day. Yeah. And all four of us would basically just belt it as loud as we were capable of doing it. Yes. Like effectively on repeat and just, just out perusing. Right. Like, like we weren't going anywhere but we, ha- but we were out. We are just hanging out. And so I remember one occasion in particular, it was cold outside. Mm-hmm. We had been belting it. And we were going through, like, a routine traffic stop on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And as we're, like, coming through, again, four teenagers. And at this point in time, we were in – and this is, like, one of those things where I always feel like it sounds, like, way nicer than it was. But it was, uh the like, your high school BMW. Yeah. Which was, like, a, a 1995 – yeah, three twenty five. Three twenty five. I. Yeah. 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 So, on the whole, it, it was it was probably like a a sporty
2: ish car, but I can't stress it enough. It wasn't like the nicest. It was car. certainly not like. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like oh, you drove a BMW in high school. It's like yeah, but it's not what you think at all. No. Like like, <laughs> a, like a Honda Civic would have cost more. Yeah. It just
1: happened to be like that. This is what we had. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but so we we pull up. Mm-hmm. We've been singing Boulevard of Broken Dreams. All of the all windows the, are yeah, fogged up. Yeah,
2: because it's, like, very warm inside the car. yeah, Very cold outside the car. It And and we're going through, like, a sobriety checkpoint on the parkway. Yes. So what they're looking for is, like, you know, drunk driving or substance abuse of any kind at all. And, sh- you know, the four of us are in there. The windows are foggy. It a 1,000% looks like we're just, like, cruising around smoking pot or
1: something uh, hot boxing
2: yes yeah. yeah yeah but w- but and, we're not <laughs> but we're not
1: yeah and, and chances are it was like either a friday or a saturday night so again like the suspicion level is way higher yeah than then it probably would be if it was just like a tuesday yeah um but yeah, so we're we're coming down like, you know, the, the, the cops both stop us. They, they, they pretty much like are at every window, you know, because there are multiple yeah. people who are working this sobriety check. And, you know, they're like they're asking us like so many different questions. So like, well, many questions. Well, what's that? Like, what's that? Can, like, can you, can you can you show me that? Can you show me this? And I mean, so like <coughs> I think one of the things was that you had these like rubber floor mats and the floor mats themselves were, like, dry-rotted.
2: They were, like, deteriorating, yeah, like the rubber was just coming off.
1: Right, but I think it looked like someone spilled an ashtray right. all over the floor Right, They the like, of like, what's car? all that? And
2: they're like, it's the rubber from the door. But we're just kind of, like, being... I don't know very snarky I feel like because like we like we the four of us all completely understand the situation yes which is that we look suspicious but have done nothing wrong and everything they're asking us is just like fueling a very dumb fire yeah yes (laughs)
1: yes so the other thing too is I think we had like our um our our warm-up suits for track I think we're like literally and my suspicion is that this was you being like a high school boy and had just like from the last track meet stuffed it under the bottom of your seat and so i think that was another one where someone was like well it's stuffed under the seat there and we're like it's our track warm-ups and they're like well can we see it's like sure yes why do you want to see our track (laughs) warm-up like i think that's the other thing too is we probably didn't we were we were so innocent to the point where we didn't even know necessarily everything that would look suspicious because we wouldn't have ever done the thing to begin with right <laughs> and so yeah I, it, it, this would this would just happen rinse and repeat to our little
2: group of friends it felt like we were we were camping on the ridge above our house one night and i remember someone like uh someone had brought fireworks and they like shot nope, some, correction
1: oh. they had brought a firework a firework, single.
2: a single like roman candle which if you don't know just shoots like 10 you bursts know bursts of light bursts of light into the sky and we're just up there just camping doing nothing and someone like lights their one roman candle shoots it up in the air and literally i guess because we were up on a ridge someone and it wasn't a holiday or something someone down below saw it and literally thought it was like a signal flare like a flare for like yep. trouble and like an hour later like coming up a super steep hill uh to get to the top of the ridge are just it's like pair of cops like what are you boys doing up here and we're like And camping,
1: right? Yeah. So, (laughs) like, from our perspective, again, we walked to this campsite from our house, which we can visibly see over the edge of the ridge. Yeah. So, like, as far as we're concerned, we're in like an advanced layer of our backyard. Right. Um. Like, it would it would not be uncommon for us to go up there. Like my cross country runs, I had like literally just run there before anyway. Um. But. Again, what what these cops have been walking up on is probably a group of, like, six teenage boys around a campfire with, with probably even what looks like a copious amount of alcohol, except it's not. It's <laughs> actually just soda. soda. <laughs>
2: we, we were like... <laughs> it's a good thing we weren't breaking the rules, because we got caught not breaking the rules all the all time. The time. <laughs> all the time. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway... anyway yeah so uh,
1: they i mean in in all these cases i mean they we ultimately just you know walked away from yeah, it. yeah you know, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like like i can't believe this happened again right right but but at the time it did feel like
2: what are we putting off uh, exactly like what are, like, we like we're the good ones what are you talking about uh, that's what it felt like certainly.
1: N- yeah in hindsight hmm. we well, i we were, in, in
2: hindsight it's pretty obvious yeah <laughs> that we yeah. just looked uh rambunctious and like highly <laughs> suspicious even though we were never doing anything wrong. Oh well. Oh well.
1: Okay, Uh, transition? Transition! Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Okay, here's a question that I feel like could 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 play off of a little bit the conversation that we just had. But um I have seen this particular post pop up a bunch of times, and I, I'm just I'm just kind of curious as to whether or not you think it's true, okay, or if it is, because I, I feel like if we were to go back to the GMA days, I feel like this was something where it was definitely we were all playing off of each other. But <clears throat> the question is, are you actually the average of the five people you spend the most time with? Have you mm. ha, have you ever heard this phrase before? I guess I have
2: heard this before. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so the idea is, is that like if you're spending time around people who may be like a negative influence, then maybe you might be more inclined to make decisions that fall under that negative influence. Or if you're around a bunch of people who have a political leaning or a, a, a general opinion towards something, like you're you're gonna start to have this like insulative small echo chambery type of thing yeah. that like exists around you and, and, it, and it starts to shape the way that you you view the world because it, it's kind of like the lens that you that you literally wear around you right and so my my question is is like do like is this a thing like or or if you were even to like assess the five people that you spend the most time with, because that even that's a question to me where I'm like, I mean, this is probably pandemic, you know, influence as well. But I mean, it's basically for me, Alice, and
2: then the people we work with, right? Like those are pretty much the people that I see. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, on on a pretty average basis, I see like mostly just nine other people and it's the people we work with and my, you know, immediate family, Beth, Luke, Nick, and Nate. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, Those those are mostly the people I see.
1: (laughs) Oh, I could probably have my trainer.
2: Oh, yeah. Gabriel. I see him at
1: least three days a week. Sure. So there's that, too. Um, The reason I ask, though, there is like this this one phase of my life that I am like super reminiscent about where I I am like I can't decide whether or not I had like met like like a soul friend You know, Mm -hmm. like, like maybe not the idea of like a soulmate, but like this was like someone who was like it was like we jived so well together, but it was also like very brief. And so I don't know if like maybe this friendship existed for such a short period of time that like, like, I don't know, even this seems like a very weird way to describe it. But like it was almost like still in the honeymoon phase, like there was still like fun things that we could do because like we, we were just like building this like new friendship. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was my, um, it was my friend,
2: Seth. Do Your you remember Seth?
1: Do you remember Seth?
2: Uh, y- yes. Yes. From Petland. From Petland. I remember Seth from Petland. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So
1: Seth was this person that I met once upon a time who it's like the immediate impact that I felt like he had on the way that I was like, like my sense of humor, like my, like, openness about things. I don't know. Like just general like behaviorisms. I don't even know how to describe it, but like I jumped way more often. (laughs) Like, like it'd be the type of thing like where if you were like walking on the sidewalk with Seth, he would like do a kick flip off of the sidewalk except with no skateboard. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and you know, he would just be, and he would like include like maybe like a little um, kind of like, Uh, martial arts inspired, like, wah, you know, at the end of it or something. Yeah.
2: And it was, it was just this
1: very like positive uplifting person to be around. And I, and I was always like, man, I can like, I can feel the impact. I can see the impact that that this person is having on my life. Yeah. And then literally the, and this is like the strangest thing about Seth is that like, he just kind of disappeared.
2: (laughs) Like, (laughs) like
1: he just like stopped being there. And it was, it was like this, Really odd thing. I actually remember it specifically because it was right around the time that we bought the aquarium business and we were both working in the fish department at Petland together and we both put in our two weeks notice on the same day Wow! because he was going to come and work at the new aquarium store. Okay. And I remember it was like the first day that he was supposed to start and he just never showed up and I
2: never saw him again. You never like spoken to him again? Nope. Wow. I know. And it was out there with carp girl somewhere. Do you think... Man, that'd be the craziest. I mean, there is a fish relation. There is a fish relation. That's <clears throat> wow. a good point.
1: That is a good point. And he did like fishing mm. as an activity. Yeah. Which I also, I suspect, Cart
2: Girl does not like fishing as an activity. It's a good point. She had a bad experience. Had a bad experience. I feel like she doesn't like boats. I feel like she doesn't like bodies of water.
1: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. not.
2: I could be wrong. Who's it's, to say?
1: Right. 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 So, um, but the, like, even even when I knew Seth. He was like really, 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 really like outstandingly absent from social media. Yeah. Like I, I think that like he had a MySpace that had like one picture from like the day he had set it up like five years prior and he had never posted anything else ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which was odd at the time because this was like as like the first social medias were like. Mm. F- yeah. This was the way. This was.
2: This is the way. This is the way.
1: Um, yeah. And so I don't know. Have you ever had something like this?
2: um i I think so um the the immediate situation that came to mind to me was um back at my back at my old place of employment, the concert venue as it were as it were we went to these um they would have these annual marketing conferences yes where you would meet up with all you know um with like the ninety other Uh, buildings that all fell under the umbrella of global spectrum which is
1: like the company that (coughs) governs all these places yeah
2: yeah that was like the overarching um um, venue management company sure um they've since they've since changed the name to just spectrum no more global oh whatever i don't know whatever not (laughs) important to the story in case you're looking up global spectrum it's it's like it's like (coughs) the facebook drop the the. yeah drop the the. just drop the global man just spectrum Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did that because they were based out of Philly and Philly built like a sports bar next to like in the sports complex because all of their like stadiums are in the same spot, but they built like a sports bar like right next to the Eagle Stadium and the Sixer Stadium and the whatever the baseball team is. The I don't know, Phillies. Yeah, Phillies. And they called that the Spectrum. And oh. I feel like it was the I feel like they were trying to like streamline everything in that one name. I don't know. I got you. I got you. Anyway, um, you'd get there. There'd be you know, a hundred other people with your exact job from a hundred other cities. Okay. And I remember the first time I got there, like no one, like I'd never been to a marketing conference at all uh, before. And not only that, the person who had been the director at my building um, had uh, left the company. So, I was there without even the other person from my building. Oh, wow. I'm just like, "Mm, I'm just here. I have no idea what to expect at all. I had no, I had no immersion in the company culture. I'd only been there for like a month, you know? Sure. sure, I was just like, okay, uh, here we go don't know what to expect at all but i immediately found uh two other guys who were basically in the exact same boat from other from other places and it was um a guy named namir and a guy named brad and the three of us were just like total best buds for the entire week right like every time we the went summer camp anywhere, effect. yeah it was like summer camp effect it was just like me and namir and brad let's go we'll go the problem was all three of us were first year people okay so like it, w- it wasn't like this, like ensconced you further, like higher up in the company. Anyway, it's so, like yeah. all your time is being spent with people who don't matter. <laughs> like, oh. Well, not that don't matter, but who don't matter to a greater sense of the company. No, we hear what you yet. said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <just> so, kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was very. It was like a very weird thing. Uh, and then I think by, by the next year they, they had like sort of both left the company uh, altogether, just got like new jobs. So I came in year two and I was like, well, sort of back to knowing nobody except now I'm not even like a new person I'm expected to know people now.
1: Oh man, <laughs> this is I, I think this happens when you go to college where yeah. it's like it's like college great place to meet people except it's like great place great place to meet people for like the first month, yeah, and then everyone has found their friends. Yeah,
2: this was the thing because I because I transferred to Tech during my sophomore year. Yeah, and it was just like, and I didn't, you know, I, I think in my mind I was like, oh yeah, I'll just transfer over there and I'll just you know live in the dorms and I'll just meet people there, whatever. Right. And the thing was, that's not really how it works. Like you could probably do that at Radford because the the student population is not so big. Sure, but at Tech they are like, you get one year in the dorms, then get off campus because we got a way more. We have so many. Friends freshmen coming in right. and that's where they're going to live so it's like you're definitely not going to put transfer students in the dorms or anything right so now i'm like hmm transferring over not going to be living on campus don't even have anyone to live with off campus all right this is going to be uh all right so now you're just like isolated <laughs> far away from the people like it's hard to meet people sometimes it is yeah. it is
1: this this is and i feel like this is like a skill that some people have though yeah like where where they're able to like very quickly identify like opportunities to like go and meet people or become like involved with activities and yeah. stuff. And f- I think this this was like, I don't know why I had this like mental block in college, but I totally did. Yeah. Which was that like it was almost as if like like going and playing like an intramural sport or something, for example, would have been like a great way to be like, oh now like I can go and meet people on this. The yeah. people on my team or whatever. And I, I I couldn't do it. It was like I was so worried I was going to go and play like intramural soccer and just like everybody there was just going to be like all the really, 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 really good high school players who like decided not to play collegiate. And it was just I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to play with those guys. Right. Like they're, they're going to be so good. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can't do that. And so I just didn't do it.
2: My experience <sighs> with intramural soccer was that. It there was never just like a random person there. It was always that like a group of friends decided to form a team. Yeah. So they all already just knew each other anyway. It wasn't like you got assigned to some random team. Maybe that's how it works. So sometimes. maybe
1: maybe this is like the the message to all little colonels out there who are currently in college. Go join something.
2: Absolutely. Just I mean, and that that ultimately was my solution. Like I went. I mean, I went to all the meetings for like all the different. Things you might do as a comm major, like VT TV and, you know, VT radio and the oh, collegiate times and stuff. And I ended up just doing VT TV for, like, the entire time I was there. But the, the unfortunate thing was that all of the equipment there was, like, donated from old TV stations. And it was, like, already... 20 year old like cameras or something kind of obsolete Uh, yeah like they were semi-obsolete i'm sure when they were donated and now they are about five years past barely working so like people were like kind of holding the whole operation together with string before the first semester i was there and then like the people who knew what knew how to tie the knots and where to tie the string they were gone and it was like well this is a pretty this is this is a pretty shambles operation we got running here, y'all. It's over. <laughs> it's it's basically over, but we're gonna keep we're gonna keep plugging forward in the best way we can. And I think ultimately we ended up just like instead of like trying to broadcast live, we would just film the episodes and then like upload them elsewhere, like under like a website or YouTube or something. But not I that mean, anyone watched it, but we did it. But we did it, yeah. And I feel like that was a good
1: forerunner to what ultimately would become the John Carlin YouTube exactly. channel, which would ultimately become the Super Carlin Brothers YouTube See, channel. These things happen. Which would ultimately become the pop. So if anything, VTTV has a notable alumni it, in the form of
2: Jonathan Carlin. That's right. Boom. Yes. Uh it was interesting because like that that was like the one little like ac- you know, extracurricular activity that I was um regularly a part of and i did indeed like source a lot of friends from this exact thing sure and like then it was like a matter of like you know oh because you ended up having a lot of classes with those people as you got further and further into your major and then they would be like oh i know you from the thing and then and it was just easy to be like friends yeah that way so that was it was a really effective tool and that was like the smallest thing i could you know you could even be doing it felt like okay yeah
1: yeah yeah So
2: I I don't know. We also did scuba. I did that. That was a thing. I just went and did like completely by myself. That was sort of a weird thing.
1: That's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you do have more bravery in you than, than I feel like Mm. is is immediately (laughs) like recognizable as like a character trait because I do feel like, yeah, like all, all throughout having known you and and maybe it's like a little bit of like the eldest thing where Mm -hmm. it's like at no point in time did you ever have the person before you who did something and then set that expectation, which also brings me back to the average of the five people around you, by the way, like, yeah, how often is it the case that you did something because an older sibling did it first? Ah, uh, right. But the older sibling did it without that influence, right? Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like so, I wonder if you almost. I wonder if oldest, mem- like that, that oldest children tend to have maybe like a little bit more openness towards going and trying a thing with with no basis for what's behind the curtain.
2: Yeah, I wonder, I wonder. The scuba was really interesting because, again, it was one of those, where like, most people do it with a friend. Like, a lot of people don't just show up by themselves. So it was like, I'm here, and I don't know anybody yet. And through most of it, I mean, it's scuba, so there's not a, a lot of talking to be done anyway because you're just underwater, and you can't talk to the other people as much. But there is some communication and stuff. But when you go to do your final test, there was, like, we went out to this big quarry Um, and it was, it was super cool. And then it was like much more of a bonding trip because like the whole class of like 10 people has to go together and you have to like arrange carpools and you're in the car together for a long time you go to dinner and you're probably rooming with someone. Um, and I remember it being this weird trip or like at dinner, we're eating at some Mexican restaurant and all of a sudden it just felt like some switch flipped and like the whole group was like a group. And I was like, suddenly like. Part of it, like it wasn't like a bunch of like individual friend groups. It was all like now we are ten, right? And it was like I don't know. I remember it was like feeling this like weird like I don't know, almost magical like feeling like this is yeah, like camaraderie. Like uh, it was like very accepting. All of a sudden, it was just like we're everyone's just I don't know. It was very weird. I think about that like exact dinner sometimes.
1: This this goes back Mm -hmm. to why I feel like when you were especially like first starting to date somebody or like or if you're like in the dating scene or something to. Like really try to have like an early experience with the person to be some type of like both of you are going outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. experience because because it, it is one of those things where it's like like when you go and you do this unknown and then like all of a sudden, despite the fact that this person is relatively new to you, they are more of a known than the unknown you just tackled. And so by comparison, they seem very familiar. Yeah, And I feel like that's almost like what's happening where it's like, we're, we're about to like go underwater and like actual open water. And like, we're all out here and maybe like a little bit nervous about it. But like, at the very least, I kind of know who these people are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so I think that that can like start, start being some like adhesive glue to stick you all together. Could be. The magic. Yeah. The
2: pixie dust. The pixie Kill it on yeah yeah so
1: that that's that's very interesting that's very interesting and and it's now making me think about the things that tend to appeal to me as like activities like if if I am venturing off on my own it is now occurring to me that a lot of the projects that I attempt to do that feel like like maybe outside of the box or maybe a little bit ambitious they are things that I've always been able to do on my own where mm-hmm. where it's not going to have the pressure of somebody else having input you know it's like i I can go and experiment without anybody knowing right that i'm doing it there's
2: a certain there's like definitely like a certain like power there and i feel like it's i've wondered before like whether or not we like what it would have been like if i went to school somewhere like really far away yeah you know like because even like tech wasn't very far away from roanoke and even there like you know i was in the communications program so all the professors like just you know knew our dad by nature of being in the field uh that he professionally worked in one hour down the road sure sure yeah uh, like it it has always it has always felt like that presence has never really left it's like i it's like in what ways are you ever ever able to break free from those expectations when you're like still so close to where so many people know you and you have like an established uh, perception of yourself.
1: It, it almost goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like with, with wearing like the, like the mask yeah. costume. It's like, like if we were to have gone to school in like, I don't know, uh, Oregon or something, just like, yeah. just a, like way out far there away. Cause I, I have had a similar thought before where it's almost been like, I've, I've always imagined if I had like moved away from Roanoke. It's going to be super random that I would attend way more murder mystery parties. Oh, you think? Which is to say yeah. any murder mystery parties. <laughs> like it's the type of thing where now I feel like it would make me very uncomfortable to have somebody see me attempt to be someone other than who they already know me to be. Right. Right. Um, almost in the same way that I feel like I have difficulty like dancing in front of people because it's like they're like it, it almost feels like something that would seem so in my mind it would seem so out of character that when someone sees me dancing they're going to think like this is this is like an odd behavior for Ben right to be exhibiting right now.
2: But you think like if you just went into New York City and walked into some like n- rave nightclub you could just like completely let go break it down break it down no one knows you
1: you'd like you'd like totally be like <laughs> on like the the lit up dancing floor doing like right. the, the dance off with the person across from you and exactly. like a microphone drops out of the ceiling and it's like in this corner
2: i don't know about that but well yeah i mean <laughs> maybe you could you got maybe a dream you, would. you got a dream maybe this is this your dreams what do you think I'm like man one day i'm just gonna be it's just gonna strike me i'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna walk onto the dance floor. And it's going to be awesome when I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance and people are going to be like, whoa, I'm going to be that guy at the wedding. I'm just going to go out there. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to tear it up. And I just going to be like, "Whoa! this guy can dance. Yes. <clears throat> it, it feels like this area
1: of my life that it's, it's like, I can be proud of myself for being like reasonably competent at certain things. Yeah. But it's like, there, there's this like black hole that I feel like is basically, um, like arts and music. Where it's like, I, it's like, I just, I have no skills inside of this arena whatsoever. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, I don't even have good handwriting. You -hmm. know, it's like, that's how bad I am at art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like is i have bad handwriting Mm -hmm. um but like on top of that like i don't know how to uh like play like a musical instrument uh i don't know the words to very many songs i can't sing i can't dance and it's like it's not i'm I'm not trying to be like self-deprecating or anything like that it's just like it's this area that like i've just never tapped into at all right and it feels like the longer that goes on it's kind of like not knowing someone's name it's like i'm getting to a point where it's like i'm too afraid to ask (laughs) 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 like
2: this is this is the weird thing though right i will i have often felt that you're like why you know why is it so hard to just like to to dance or whatever right and like i have had friends who like you you're in your example like, you're afraid, like, if I go out there and do this is going to be such a character breakdown, people aren't even going to know if they know me. Right. Right. And it's like I have had friends who I've seen at weddings where I'm like, where they are exactly good. They'll just go out there and they'll just start breaking it down. And I'm like, I didn't even know this about you. Right. Like, it's completely shocking to me. And in no way am I like, Upset with it, or like, does it change my opinion about them? If any, it like only ever elevates my opinion, and it's like, even so, it doesn't make me feel like it's any more okay for me to do it.
1: Yes, yes, it's so weird. It is. It is incredibly odd. It's yeah. incredibly odd, and it's like I, I thought about this the other day because you and I were talking about um what is what is the the quote about bravery? Like, bravery is not the absence of, of fear.
2: fear. It's um, um courage in spite of your fears exactly right. yes.
1: um, and I, I feel like I have a very similar relationship with like vulnerability, um where it's like I think that forever I have been someone who will be like very open about things that are personal about me very quickly. yeah, um, and it's like i I think that this can come across exactly as I said as like like this is someone who is willing to be vulnerable. and it's like, I don't even know if that's the case because like to me it doesn't even feel like vulnerability to me. What would feel like vulnerability like that level of like discomfort of like showing like some something about yourself would be going and dancing on a dance floor by myself. Mm -hmm. Like that would be me being like as vulnerable as I'm capable of being like that would be like attempting to show something about myself that I don't know how will be received yeah does that make sense yes do you follow the yeah that like the comparison there um so i don't know maybe maybe the, maybe just kind of like figure out like a way to to cut through
2: yeah okay so let me ask you this last friday at the here in the office i brought in um one of my christmas gifts which was the um oculus quest 2 which yes. best got me for christmas And, uh, the game that I've been playing a ton is a game called beat sabers. It's like high and away the most popular VR game. Sure. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's kind of like DDR or guitar hero. It's like, it's a rhythm game. You know, the notes are coming at you, but, um, what you do with, but they're in the form of blocks and you're holding lightsabers and all you have to do is smash the blocks with the lightsabers as they come at you. It's a little bit cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is super cool. You're like, I'm holding lightsabers. This is the best. Um, but so I brought it in cuz other people had said they wanted to try it and I've been having so much fun with it. And like all throughout the day everyone in the office was just sort of like picking it up, taking turns, yep. smashing some cubes, playing some beat sabers. And like the way of course the way you need to do it cuz it's VR is like you need kind of an open area and the obvious spot in our office for that is like right in the middle of, of sort everything. of like of like yeah. yeah like the 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 bullpen, that's probably the wrong word. <laughs> what, but like yeah. the what main it- workspace area. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So like in, in our in our workspace, we have like a big our whole our, our whole office is just like a big long space. Yeah. Uh and and the middle chunk of it is like where we have like the row of desks that everybody who works at SCB is sort of like side by side by side by side. Yeah. yeah. So
2: in order to play the game, you pretty much had to be playing it right behind all of those people. Right. Like sort of like in the middle of the floor. And the very nature of the game, because it's like a rhythm game uh, where you're swinging swords around is that there's, you know, music playing and you have, and you're moving your arms pretty all over the place. Yep. Like, and you, and you can't see anyone else, but everyone can't see you. It's like the opposite of them. Well, it's, it's both <clears throat> a mask, but also
1: the opposite of a mask. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like you're, you're stepping into, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it'd be like, I don't even know how to describe it. Um. Well, exactly as it is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, you're very exposed, but you can't see how exposed you
2: are. Exactly. So, question is because you played it. So, question is how did you feel? Very nervous. Very
1: nervous. Very nervous. Okay. Like It was the type of thing where you're like you want to have to go, and I was like, uh, I think in my head, my like my knee jerk answer was no, I do not. Oh, like okay. it was like I don't want to do it. Oh, like, and it, you know, but sorry, if, no, it's okay. I mean, okay. It was, it's totally <laughs> fine. Yeah, but it was I like I think the, that the reason that that was my answer is because I, there is this like kind of worry about going and doing something and like possibly looking silly in a way that like, I don't have control over, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it's like, I don't know in what way this might end up looking like awkward or like a little bit jerky or whatever the case may be. And I've actually, I have played, beat sabers one time ever before and it was i think at vidcon the first year that we went yeah i had the same exact experience this time as i did then Mm. and it's it's very visible to me what was happening because you put the you put the help like the the mask on and you know you're all you see around you is like the space and like the two handles that you're holding show up in your field of vision as these like lightsabers. And the thing that was very, very, very evident to me is that my hands were shaking Oh, because the lightsabers are shaking. shaking. And so it's like, I could like visibly see my own nerves like before my eyes. And I, I even think it was the type of thing where it was like, I would play it. And it was like, I will play it on easy mode because like the only, like it's like, as i was playing i was like this is like way too easy like this is like, right i'm not having any trouble whatsoever beating right like, easy
2: mode exactly yeah right. <laughs> but it, the blocks are coming slow slice
1: but it was but. also like i i didn't want to up the ante either like mm-hmm. it wasn't like i beat easy mode and was like oh i gotta try normal like or intermediate or expert you know it was like yeah like it was like okay i beat easy mode I can take it off now. I'll set it down. Like I'll walk away. And, and I think the curiosity here would ultimately be if I could ever find myself in a situation where I could put it, I could put it on or almost even like be here at the office on my own. And play through it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like in a way where it was like, okay, like I can sort of like get the feel for it. I can kind of get like, you know, I can, I can feel like my shoulders not be hunched in like they were in the Spider-Man costume. Right. But I feel like if you were to have taken a video of me playing VR. I'm sure we did. Okay. Well, (laughs) then I think what we should compare it to then is the footage of me in the Spider-Man costume to see whether or not this like very visible lack
2: of confidence is showing through in my body language. Okay. I didn't, I personally did not know you were feeling that way in the moment. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well,
1: and and I think it's just, I mean, it, it goes back to, I can even remember it with dance, dance revolution and guitar hero, which were also games that I never wanted to play mm. because I, it always felt to me like this very, very public way. Like I'm okay with like not being good at video games when it's just like, you know, holding a controller and, and doing whatever. Um, but it it always felt like when you were if you were to like fail at a song on Dance Dance Revolution or something, it always felt like like a very public kind of physically related failure or something. Mm-hmm. And and I think that like I, I couldn't exactly go into like my own psychology and tell you like what it is that is different, but but it's something in there. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know ex- exactly how to explain it. Like. But I, I think that that's just that. So I, I never wanted to play. Like, if I were to go to an arcade and they would have, like, the big fancy, like, DDR setups and stuff. Yeah. You would never in a million years catch me playing it. I see. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, well, this was something I kind of, like, learned about DDR specifically over time. Is that, like, if you're just going to play on, like, you know, easy or normal or whatever, like, there's probably no chance that the average person can't just, like, even just fumble through a song successfully sure and then like i remember i went to one of my buddy's house though and he was like like legit into ddr yeah had like you know was was off platform altogether was downloading songs custom things and like watch this person play it wasn't like oh yeah i just see the arrows coming and going it's like memorizing foot patterns based on like you know like oh this is this is a specific kind of foot movement you need to recognize for when you see this pattern of arrows coming. Yes. Yeah. You know. It's, al- it's it's almost
1: like knowing the algorithm to like a like a Rubik's
2: key. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean it was it was like watching a whole different world and uh, so th- at that point it like really clicked to me like okay like there there is like regular casual play for this game and then there's like really expert play. Right like, for like this y- game. you have like left you have, yeah. like,
1: left the 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 standard arena behind entirely. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in the underground You're now. in the
2: underground, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, man, interesting stuff. I will say, one of the weird things about Beat Sabers is, like, you know, we talk about Name of the Wind all the time and, like, The Sleeping Mind or something. Like, I've played it, at like, a lot at this. Well, you know, a lot for two weeks or whatever. Yeah, right. And there are certainly times where it will be, like, I I'm not even looking at the arrows. It's like, it's like my arms are looking at the cubes more than my eyes are looking at them. Like Always. I can see like, them coming, but it's like, I, I, I like, I couldn't even tell you what I was doing. So you, you have like left behind. And, and I think
1: that this is like when somebody becomes incredibly like fluid or like, if you've ever heard somebody like referred to as like a natural at like a, like a, a sport or an activity or something, it's like, I think what's happening is that they basically skipped the learning step all together and they just immediately were able to like fluidly move into the motions. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it sounds to me like now you've, you've almost like established the patterns well enough that you're no longer needing to like say like, you know, like left left right up down left right right. you know like whatever right yeah at at this point in time you're you're literally like reacting to cues and your brain is working
2: fast enough like that you don't need right it's like your it's exactly your (laughs) brain is reacting to the cues and sending the signals to your arms before your eyes can even like take in the arrows Nonverbal magic exactly it's crazy. It is. So anyway, I would really recommend VR of any capacity to anyone listening because it is awesome and I think it is only going to become a greater and greater part of uh, everyday life. Would you call it your wick of the peak? Uh, do, yeah, I would say Beat Sabers is my wick of the peak. Try VR <laughs> in nice. some capacity. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Then have another one. Oh, I also wrote down that as my wick of the peak was uh, Tic Tac KO. I think a game I talked about. Once yeah. upon a time when Did- I bought it, because it was an Instagram purchase. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Have you played it? I, I finally played it this past weekend as part of our like my New Year's resolution to like spend more time with friends. We had friends over on uh Sunday evening. Okay. And we played Tic Tac KO, Unicorns vs. Dragons. Ayo! Yeah, and I will say this about the game. One, super fun would also recommend. Um, and here's here's my story for how I know or how I can tell it's super fun. Well, obviously I just enjoyed playing it. Sure. But so. We, I watched a video about how to play it before my friends got there. Cause I didn't have any idea yet mm-hmm. either. And I found this is easily the fastest, like reading the rules is boring, watching a video, very easy. Sure. But they got there with like three minutes left in the video. And I was like, I got it. <laughs> just stop the video. Okay. Like, hey, what's up guys? How are you? Yeah, we just, then we just started hanging out. But we go through the first game and uh, we like play through the whole thing. You know, uh, it's like two V two, me and my buddy win. And Then we like look in the rules and we're like, oh, 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 actually, I think we were doing something wrong. You're supposed to, you're supposed to clear everything off every time like you get a pattern right or something. And we all sort of like, ah, that makes more sense. Okay, next. All right, we'll play again next time. We'll do it the correct way. Okay. And then sure enough, we got like two games later and we're like packing it up. And so we're like, you know, we hadn't even gotten to all the cards yet in the the game. Okay. And someone's reading it and it's like, now wait, this says each player's hand, but we were just sort of like passing hands back and forth. And like, are we all supposed to have a hand of cards? And you know, we go and look at the rules again. And it's like we were playing wrong, yeah, for sure. oh my like, God, this this was like not even I didn't finish the video. This was the video said it wrong. No way and I was just like,, uh, I'm embarrassed, but like, but it was like, and then you know we're all sitting. It was like that does make more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but but in the meantime, the two incorrect ways we played it were still super fun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it was okay. Like, so even even not playing the game
1: the way it's in ultimately intended.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Somehow also works. So yeah, Tic Tac Ko. Unicorns versus dragons. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Want, I Enjoyed it. Do you I want to know one of my it. resolutions? Yeah, let's hear it. It's like one of the most classic. Oh,
0: I can, oh yes. I can, I can.
1: If you're if you're visually watching, you can see it. Um, is that so, your new one? Is that your one true cup for the year? It, well, maybe it, it'll be yeah. my one true cup here for the office. <laughs> yeah. So, in case you can't physically see what I'm holding, it is. Uh, I, I've seen them like on Amazon and stuff like that before, but it is a one gallon water bottle, mm. and marked on the water bottle are various times of the day, and it's basically like. Sort of like at, at 7 a.m., which is like the like the beginning, uh, you're all the way full. And then it's like, by 9 a.m., you should have drank to this line. And by 11 a.m., you should have drank to this line. And the the idea is that it should space drinking one gallon of water nicely throughout the day. So right. the only thing about the way that I'm doing it is that it, it's here at the office. Yeah. So it's like it just sits on my desk. But the goal is to basically, you know, drink
2: as much of it as possible,
1: as much of it as possible. Nice. And because I, I feel like I have this issue not even not drinking a lot of water but i don't usually have a very good way to like quantify it yeah and i feel like what i want is is like more data more more knowledge yeah um i feel like this would be the type of thing that i could see being it seems like a black mirror episode almost but like if in the same way that you can like google search something it's like how much water did you drink today and it was just like hang on let me check and you'd like pull up like I don't I don't know. Me. Yeah,
2: like it would just put up a chart. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Like yeah, like it it like that information is just literally stored. At, right. Or in the same way that like yeah, you have like steps on your on your like watch and it's like how how many steps do you have today? It's like, oh okay, I have like you know, four thousand. It's like, oh okay, that's cool. Um it would be it would be very fascinating to me if if somehow there was just data that was constantly being like stored. You Know,
2: yeah, or, or I feel like a lot of um, these are the kind of things I imagine you'll be able to review in the afterlife. I know, yeah, I'm it's always true. like, I'll be able to bring up all sorts of weird data points about my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
1: it's like, did I, I, I gotta know, did I drink enough water? Yeah. It's like, not even close,
2: even. But I say, I think about stuff like that, and I'm like, what, what a tawdry version of the afterlife I'm imagining. Like, I think, like, it, I think it's comforting for me to think that I don't have and imagination capable of thinking about the grandness of such a thing is what i like to think oh that's cool what which is to say who even believes in death when there's quantum immortality theory <laughs> right? which, which we independently <laughs> yeah. came to on our own last <laughs> week we were like yeah when well, we were talking about like what if you just break off into another universe where you didn't die and someone's like are you guys talking about quantum immortality theory He's like is that what it's called And <laughs> so, looked it up sure
1: enough sure enough once so a, once again, once again, we we have independently stumbled onto the same thing. Yep. That, that actually exists out there. Well, in the world. I
2: guess that we didn't investigate it much further. So maybe maybe we were only like on a version of it. I don't know. Right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
1: But still interesting either way. It was still. interesting. It's it's very exciting stuff. It always makes me feel like like um, I don't know. May, maybe. If I had existed during like ancient times or something, that yeah. I, that I could have been like buddies with like Socrates or something, yeah, Aristotle, right? Those people,
2: right? Just be out there like having thoughts
1: and just be like, like I imagine them sitting like in these like courtyards like eating salads, yeah, <laughs> just being like, hmm, let me give it a ponder.
2: I imagine it's uh, like I think it was very like Roman to like lay down when you ate. Like, is rather that, than sit in chairs. It feels
1: like the type of thing I've seen depicted in oil paintings. And
2: I'm like, why would they do that? Yeah, I think that is. And I think it was like, um, the, this is like, you know, when they would be eating their like, uh, like olives and kind of like their, you know, Roman charcuterie, I imagine. Is it, it, is any of this real? Yes. Like this actually happened? Yeah. This is what people would lay down to eat. Okay. All yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I took Latin for three years, dude. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. And,
1: and, and let me guess, you also win raffles.
2: Yeah. I do. <laughs> Correct.
1: When Jay is sure of something, he is sure of it.
2: Anyway, this go. is what they taught me anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I bet the earth is round. Let me,
2: let me, let me give you a quick aside about, oh, about Latin class. This was such an annoying thing. So are you familiar with the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. I know you are because we watched it like a thousand times. It was one of our fan movies. It was. Fantastic movie starring uh, George Clooney. Uh, anyway, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? is you wouldn't know it based on like the setting or the time period but it's based on the the odyssey Mm -hmm. like the greek epic poem right whatever right and so for latin class one time uh, you know i think the teacher was really phoning it in but they're like we're gonna watch oh brother where are there we're gonna compare it to the odyssey and then we'll just have like a test about um what all the obvious references were sure sure like here like what happened in the odyssey and how was that depicted in this movie sure i was like okay and like we were going through it and like one of the examples i think early on was that they came upon like an island of um, cannibals or something okay and i was like oh is is the opening scene where his cousin turns him into the police like kind of that because he's like turning in his own family or something right right. and it was clearly the teacher had not considered this at all and like she was like i think you like watch her doing the math in her head like I that sounds pretty reasonable to me yeah okay <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> like, oh, so like she, it wasn't she, one uh, of her examples oh yeah but then you. but then anytime anyone would ask about it she'd be like she wouldn't answer she'd be like jonathan tell him and i'd be like you can take ownership of it at this point i was just trying to answer your question in class okay it was like very much like I didn't think of it I'm, I will not take responsibility for teaching you this but it made sense so Carlin you you give him the answer. It was like it, I felt put on the spot every single time. I was like I'm like I don't I've been losing confidence in my answer. Like you need I feel I need more validation from you that that was a correct interpretation. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I I had this <clears throat> exact same thing happen one time in
1: my marketing class where I it's like one of the the hardest courses that you take and it's like the one where like <clears throat> Unlike, you know, rate my com. Everybody's like, good luck. And I remember being in class one day and he had asked a series of questions and I had like gotten it right and gotten it right and gotten it right. And I was like, this is awesome. And we were talking about uh, like the, the series of questions that we were running down was was like how different companies where there are many of them might differentiate. So, like, you know, how does a gym differentiate from another gym? How does a Mm. Mexican restaurant differentiate from another, you know, restaurant or whatever? And so we have a a very small chain here in Roanoke called Alejandro's, which is like a well-known, like, you know, (laughs) Mexican place. And so... Like the question at first was like, you know, it like who can name like the the Mexican restaurant in Radford that has done this the best? And I was like, probably Alejandro's. And so I said that. And he's like, exactly. And why is that? And it was like one of these things where he thought that I was on to his train of thinking a lot better than I actually was. Uh, and if anything, it was just like, I just like Alejandro's. Yeah. And so like, I remember him being like, he was like so jazzed. And like the whole class like looked at me and stuff. And I, it must have just been the case. Like other people didn't go to Alejandro's or something. Yeah. I don't know. And um, he was like, exactly. And why? And I was like, they have authentic mexican cuisine <laughs> yeah like, uh, <laughs> like i was like i don't know and he's like and the thing about alejandro's that actually differentiates them is they have like a, a salsa bar salsa bar and it he was really like good. and and it was like one of these things where i could like see him like deflate because he was so happy that someone had like gotten his line of thinking yeah and then it was, and then it was like i like let him down uh, <laughs> you know and he was what like a bummer he was like the the, <clears throat> the salsa bar right like the like the and it, it was just like i feel like the whole thing got thrown off uh, i've been embarrassed about it ever
2: since man can i tell you my embarrassing mexican restaurant college story yeah, you most certainly okay, can. okay so the other mexican restaurant chain around here is called el rodeo yeah familiar with it I they're am. like everywhere they're overpriced and not that good <laughs> yeah fighting words spicy, don't at me spicy takes. spicy takes spicy takes spicier than their burritos i dare say whoa, whoa! no, <laughs> no. I, haven't been, I haven't been el rodeo in a long time but i remember because i Hadros also exists in Roanoke and it's so much better than El Rodeo like I would just never go there sure and I remember thinking like but when we were growing up we'd go there sometimes because you know it's like oh the Mexican restaurant fun um so anyway fast forward I'm at Tech and uh one of the one of like the really common bars people would go to or that people like loved and I here. All my peers talk about all the time was Elrods. And I'm like, where is this place? Like, I don't <gasps> even know where it is. Right. Like, I, I, you know, I've been downtown. Where is this? Where is Elrods? And finally, one night we're like, it was like, we were going to a basketball game or something. They're we like, oh, let's get rods beforehand. I was like, all right, fine. And like, they just, I was like, I don't even know where it is. They're like, they're like, oh, it's, it's right next to the, the Wendy's on Main Street. And I pull up and it turns out that the truth of the matter is that the common shorthand for El Rodeo is, is El, Rods. El Rods, and I pull up, and I'm like, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm finally going to this place that everyone loves so much, and I pull up, and I'm like, Are you? l rods is l road oh my gosh <laughs> the, the, no the famed you're kidding yeah i was like yeah uh, it's like you guys you guys misperception on the quality of this mexican food is blowing my mind right now and <laughs> i i actually i think
0: i
1: had the exact same glass shattering yeah uh, with the exact same lo- yeah. location because i i was radford is like 20 minutes away from tech so anyway that is hilarious yeah
2: yeah I was so disappointed I was like I can't wait this place I hear such good things about the margaritas and nope it was just El Rodeo again I am now craving Mexican food like like
1: I don't know. i yeah. we might have to have a second lunch today. Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop. If you have any feedback for us, you can send it over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Or if you would like to support us on Patreon, we have lots of really, really cool perks at varying levels, uh, including after the final pop, which after each episode is just basically Jay and I sitting down for another 20 minutes or so of additional pop conversation. So if you are someone who is new to the pop or you have caught up and you're like, man, I wish I had more. Uh, than you can watch like literally huge backlog a like a hundred episodes at this point exactly that is available over at uh, patreon.com slash popcorn culture um, but otherwise until next time pop pop
0: you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator